Last time on the Dungeon Patrol, our heroes listened to a dying prisoner's plea for vengeance before easing him into the afterlife and descending upon his sleeping captors. Their deaths freed a room full of scribes from servitude, and production of the racist book came to a standstill. Where will our hero's tale of revenge lead next? Find out now. Six. How did that happen already? We're just that good. Just <laughs> that good. Yeah. So yeah, here we are at episode six. Uh, last time you guys had just cleared out this dungeon and uh, kind of read this mysterious note. Yes. And uh, that's where we left off. Uh, some of you took some damage in the last fight. Uh, there was a very, very lucky robed a uh, person very lucky <laughs> who seemed uh, to be able to avoid Cull Show's best efforts uh, to kill him. And uh, you read this mysterious note that mentions Dagbar and you know Dagbar is kind of a bad dude at this point. And you're in the dungeon. Yes. Apparently I need practice killing people in their sleep. <laughs> it's a skill that's... Maybe uh, you know that there's something wrong you're doing there. You just... It could be. Yeah, it slightly disturbs you, throws you off. The guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't suppose, um, I mean, just jumping right in, into here. Uh, so I've got a couple of little wounds here. Oh, yeah. That, um, so I'm going to kind of shuffle my hand a little bit, and there's going to be some berries that pop out of the hand. All right. And I'm just going to take three for me, pop them in, and then you should try some. You should make some. Make, like a, wow. So there's seven. You can have them all if you want. Or you can just take as many as you want. They're one hit point each. I, apparently, I only need five if we're going to meta game it. <laughs> okay, so yeah. here, yeah, okay, all of them, because then I'll have to put the three back in my pouch. How you doing there, buddy? I'm not feeling so good, but I think I'll you keep okay. your berries. Well, I'll I lay hands on myself. I have some for myself. later for you, so I'm going to put three back in my pouch. So um, there you go. And now you feel full and. Uh, you have no appet- need for appetite at this point. Does it does it feel rude that you didn't even offer to Thora? I'm sorry. Did, did, did you, did you uh, want one? Just, uh, I, did, I think you hit. She's clearly in perfect health. <laughs> I'm just a little hungry. Oh, well, you can have one. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> Thora will get by. Uh, <laughs> we have sorry. rations. Mm. Okay, awesome. There's some grain and water over here. Well, I'm going to place my hands over my own wounds and... Hide them beneath the shadow. Well, you just asked, Dora, if you get a little hungry, and, and I, I've got some extra. Okay, All I right. Do. So, uh, Aleron, are you back? Uh, I'm back to full at this point. And that is uh, 13? Yep. Okay. No. And I'm up to Aww. 22 now. And uh, our little buddy Bjorn is at You're a tough 22. milkmaid, are you? Cole uh, Show is at full, new. full 27. <laughs> and Thora. Unscathed. Unscathed. 
Perfect. So, so I think we should drag these bodies over to one of these cells. That way it frees up these beds for the uh, scribes. That yes. is a very thoughtful plan. Yeah, let's offer the blood-stained beds. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, they all did stand up <laughs> before dying. This, it's a good thing we missed here. Them. This is a good blanket. It will help you if someone's trying to stab you. <laughs> yeah. Blanket of resistance. <laughs> um, right. Okay, so you drag the bodies into one of the uh, empty cells that yeah. you've already searched. And then I might as well check the junk closet. Just all right. now that... We know it's clear around here. Yeah. Um, so uh, why don't you roll um, perception? Mm. Ooh, I got a 12. 12. Um, so you rummage around in there and uh, you find this little, uh, looks like it uh, used to be maybe like a little jewelry box or something. Um, and it looks empty, but... As you're picking it up, you kind of shake it and you, you know, hear something rattle in it. And uh, as you're uh, inspecting this item, you realize there's a false bottom in this box. And you pick it up and you find a gem worth Ooh. 50 gold. Ooh. A nice sized ruby. Ooh, I was about to ask what kind of gem it is. Mm-hmm. Very sparkly. So as I'm dragging a body by the little room you're in, I'm like, how's it going in there? <laughs> Good timing, Kulsha. Yeah. Um, so you have a gym. The bodies are cleared up. And uh, now what? We're going upstairs to uh, do more harm. Do more harm. So you did learn that there may be some more people upstairs, and you guys are headed in that direction. So how long has it been, though, since we last rested? Are we feeling tired? Do we need to rest? That is a good question. Yeah. Well, um, we le- I thought we, yeah, we had rested before the dark mantle. Exactly. Room. And then we climbed up through the, finished the caverns and right. ended up here. So like it hasn't been that time? long. So it hasn't been a lot of time. Like that's a couple passed. hours. I'm okay. assuming. Then, yeah. Never mind. It's still early morning. Okay. Yeah. I would right. say you have put in a, a few hours. Um, you're going through the natural cavern, uh, battling the dark mantles. And now these, uh, uh, bad guys that you found in the dungeon. And um, so you plenty of time and heading on up the stairs. I'm going to be sure to lock the gate. The gate. Okay. So you uh, lock the metal gate across the hallway there. Mm-hmm. And you guys are moving up. And I will change that on your map. We'll yeah. tell those scribes. That don't let anybody in. <laughs> um, they still seem very... Very uh, thankful for being rescued, and the thought of freedom is very appealing to them right now. You can have us all over for dinner sometime when this is through. <laughs> uh, so you get up to the top of the stairs. Uh, there's a doorway. Uh, you uh, go through it, and you see a long hallway, and it's lit up. And um, if you move forward a little, a little bit on the map. Uh, down the hallway to the left and to the right, you see uh, corridors and uh, there are doors at the end of these corridors, one to the left, one to the right. So pretty much I come to that first intersection. I can see what at least looks like a good 50 feet ahead Mm -hmm. and then 20 feet to either side to a door. Yep. I look back at um, 
the rest side passages first? Yes. Sure. I'll signal to the left. All right. All right. I'll uh, quietly, uh, and I'll stealth if you want, uh, move to the end of that hall and check that door. Sure. Uh, if you want to stealth, go ahead and roll that. Give me a 25. That is pretty stealthy. Like a ghost. Are we all stealthing? If you want. Or you can clang around. Probably moving like um, five feet. It's a 16. Okay, not bad. Anyone else? Bad. Nice. I rolled a nine. <laughs> okay. Goat's uh, going crazy over there. Thanks, Ajax. And I rolled a 21 to shift five feet. <laughs> okay. Very quietly. <laughs> Very good. So you make your way down this passageway, mostly quietly, and I'll say that uh, uh, just a little little uh, noise from Ajax there is the only thing that disturbs the silence of this uh, corridor, and you get to the door, and it is not locked. I will listen at the door. Uh, you listen, and what did you get? A 16. You hear nothing. Mm. Very suspicious. <laughs> I quietly open the door. Okay, so you open this door, and um, there are lights in this room, uh, lamps along the wall that have been lit, and it looks like a whole series, a uh, few rows of uh, bunks. Uh, some look like they have been slept in. Some look like they have not been slept in. Um, some uh, foot lockers at the... You know, that is a huge room. Mm-hmm. It's a very large room. What is this? Probably about a hundred bunk. I mean, how many bunks are in there? That's a like, that's a lot of bunks. Uh, about thirty three or so. Yeah, thirty three. A hundred thirty three. It's very similar. <laughs> very close numbers. Um. So, but no one appears to be in this room. Um. If you go in far enough you see doors uh and there's lights in here as well yep there are lights uh further up the way you see doors to your right and then doors at the far end as well a pair of them how many of the bunks look like they have been slept in um based on your best guess it looks like maybe you know 12 or so okay are there personal effects visible? Um, you do see some, uh, uh, like a bundle of, uh, appears to be laundry, like shirts, um, like a tunic or something, and some, um, you know, pants on one bed, but basically very, very tidy. I would say just maybe very quickly do a cursory, just toss the bunks quick to see if there's, you know, Loot. Piles of gold or oh, look in the magical lockers. weapons. Or- okay. So you guys start looking through the lockers, through the beds, uh, kind of going quickly, quietly. Um, and you manage to come up with a total of uh, 14 gold pieces. And you find a uh, fairly nice looking crossbow. Looks like it's in good condition, been cared for. 
uh, stuffed in one of the foot lockers. It's a light crossbow or heavy crossbow? Light crossbow, yeah. Does anybody use a crossbow? I use uh, my bow. I mean, I could. I already have one. Yeah, I'll take it. You have a crossbow? (laughs) Full of surprises. What is that supposed to mean? Doesn't seem like you need it with those magic hands of yours. Sometimes good to have backup. <laughs> um, so Aleron took the light crossbow? Sure. All right. What's that door to the right? Uh, you can open it and find out. Uh, I'm going to listen first. Thanks. <laughs> Please just go in. Um, so you listen, you hear nothing. Okay. I will open it. You open it and you can enter. Uh, this room is dark. Um, but inside you find uh, another couple of bunks, another foot locker. Uh, this bed does seem to have, you know, clothing and a bag and there's a mm. little desk and a chair with some, um, you know, papers and things laid out on it. Hmm. I'm going to investigate the bag. Okay. So you look through the bag, you find more clothes, um, and, uh, that's about it. Nothing really of interest. Well, let's check out the desk. I'll come up behind him and illuminate the, the drift globe just to watch him squint. <laughs> That's rude. So rude. <laughs> like turning on a night light on a night vision. Yeah. Um, so you check out the desk, and this looks to be uh, sort of like a, a ledger. Um, and your best guess is that uh, the keepers of the fortress, uh, the people that were supposed to be here, and uh, were thrown into the cells down below, um, you know, kept track of their supplies and things they had to order to make sure that the place was, you know, kept relatively functional. Uh, it looks like supply lists and, you know, notes about, you know, people and their performance. And so whoever. Um, oh, yeah, they did a bang up job. Yeah. They did a great job protecting this place. (laughs) So this is where that person, whoever was in charge of that effort, this is probably their, their little space, their little desk where they kept track of those sorts of things. Yeah. Good supply of laundry soap didn't exactly help them out, didn't it? (laughs) Not really. No. Made some bad choices. So that's all you see. Okay. Okay. Disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to exit that room? Well, there there's more doors. There are more doors. That we should investigate. Right. So you're Looks going like further into the room? Yes. Yeah, we're going to go up to the other door then. You get almost to the door when you hear and see the door at the end of this room uh, start to open. And lo and behold, a whole boatload of uh, more of those ruffian type guys start walking in through that and then the other door opens and more guys walk in so now you have people coming in they they just started filing in like you know talking chatting grumbling to each other and um, didn't really notice you at first (laughs) and you're just kind of frozen in place um but there are a all of a sudden uh looks to be like close to a dozen guys 
Holy crap. Okay. I was I was going to ask um you to quantify boatload, but Yeah. Okay. That's technically a, a small boat. boat. A small, small boat. A <laughs> rowboat mm-hmm. load. Um so yeah, they're they're uh seem to be filing in and at first they're they're kind of startled to uh notice you. The first people see you, there's still people filing in. Um you guys are kind of frozen in place for a second. What are you gonna do? This place is in terrible disarray. Who is in charge of keeping it in order? Look <laughs> at the mess. Okay. Um, so they're going to take a look and they're going to, you know, start to reach for their swords and things. I don't need to inspect your swords. Look at these bunks. <laughs> You're trying to do uh, some kind of uh, trickery there? <laughs> He's trying That really is hard. not his forte. Got any deception <laughs> proficiency? <laughs> I'll make a roll. <laughs> yeah, go for it. A one. <laughs> so the so the half clad barbarian does not seem very convincing. Uh, no, not not at all. You're not and my supervisor. Now they uh, they definitely uh, are are uh, aware that uh, you shouldn't be here, and they are taking out their swords. Um, I will shout something more intimidating, like. You will join the rest of your friends. Okay. And I will rage. <laughs> so you're going to rage. Um, you rage. And uh, um, just then, Thora notices that the door behind you opens up. Oh, my no. gosh. And more men come streaming in through that door. So are we in between the two doors? Basically? You are in between so the two doors. Oh, that is a lot of. That's, I, that's a lot of you know that. we are only second level <laughs> <laughs> you guys bragged so much the last episode i thought oh we were just pointing it out they're invincible now he's um, like well let's see we're gonna do the kobayashi maru in episode six yep time to start new characters uh so but thora also recognizes one of these people that just came in the door behind you what yeah you look and you see someone waving Hey, hey, it's me, Luggy. So Luggy's there, and he wow. has brought some uh, some of uh, Redthorn's men somehow followed you up through huh. the mountain while you were going through things. He comes up behind you, and he rushes over uh, to, uh, to Thora, because she's the closest, um, and he basically says, you know, oh, oh I'm so... I'm so glad I caught up to you guys. Oh, yeah, the Redthorn, he really wants to talk to you. Uh, he really wants to talk to you b- bad. And he ran up the central corridor. And I took the left. Another group went right. You know, you got to you go catch up to him. We'll take care of these guys. Don't worry about it. Okay. Sounds like you got it, Luggy. We'll see you later. Are you sure? Yeah. You know, he's he's got like a group of men, you know, probably an equal number. Yeah, I'm already backing out of the room if I can. Okay, so all right. Aleron's backing out. Uh, Luggy's, you know, just all smiles and, you know, clapping you on the back as you walk by him. And uh, it's kind of inappropriate emotions for, you know, he's possibly yeah, he's, about to die. But <laughs> he's hey. an eager, eager young lad. Right. And so. Uh, he charges into the battle while you guys uh, head back down Sneak to the out door. The back door. I'm so All right, awesome. Like heroes do. So we're going. No, I think we have to go back. Yeah. Kind of to that central corridor. Okay. Yeah, he tells you Redthorn's the... looking for you, and uh, you guys can 
bow out of this fight. That was just supposed to. Uh, we had that. Was that <laughs> sure. scare? That scared straight tactics. It right was there? a scared, yeah, scared straight moment. All right, guys, you know, have to think about your actions in the future. Um, place in the food chain. Can't imagine how many experience points we left behind. <laughs> Dang it! All right. Uh, so looking so for Redthorn. You guys uh, start walking down the corridor. Uh, I'm assuming briskly or yes, running. Um, you do hear sounds of fighting up ahead, and you see a stairway, and you can keep marching. There's kind of like an arch uh, just past the the stairway, and you get uh, get to that and. You can, um, yeah, why don't you move down there farther? I think at this point we can issue stealth and just yeah. hustle up yeah. the stairs. So you eventually get in the room, uh, it has like a big carpet in the middle and there, it looks like a dining area. There are huh. a series of tables and chairs to the left and to the, oh, to the right. The bodies. And you do see. see some bodies now. Um, and, uh, some appear to be, you know, uh, uh, kind of these, these householders, and some appear to be like they could be townsfolk from Endwall, and some, you know, might be, you know, they could be uh, Redthorn's men. Um, but obviously, he charged down this this way, and uh, you can keep on going. There's another set of stairs, and another big archway, and you get into this room, and it is a massive uh, space. And you can see giant columns on uh, the corners of this room that kind of go straight up and curve ever so slightly and form the base of what you assume is the tower that's above you. So this is kind of like a big um, chamber that's right beneath the tower. Um, And so you know you're really in the heart of the fortress right now. Um, and you see some steps up ahead and it looks like they might lead toward another, um, sort of, uh, courtyard. And as you get closer. So still no living people. Like we're just seeing bodies. Just bodies so okay. far. Um, we are late to this party. Yeah. I don't even know how this happened. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, you guys get up there and as you get closer, you see, you know, you can kind of see some light up ahead and it looks like there's, uh, you know, an antechamber over there, uh, or a little, uh, space that leads out into a larger courtyard. Um, and there's a large stone, uh, balustrade that runs along the front and it's not on your map. So, um, but as you approach this space, uh, you hear uh, Redthorn's voice and he says come no further and uh, then you you notice him he's uh, hiding kind of behind uh, the stone balustrade and uh, it looks like to be one of his men is slumped over the top of the balustrade and he's just like riddled with crossbow bolts and arrows mm-hmm. um, and he he's, he shouts you to stop and he he says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pinned down. He's like, but you must get to the gatehouse. Get to the gatehouse and r- raise the drawbridge. Close the gates before the soldiers arrive. Hurry. And then he kind of gestures over to your left. And you see what appears to be 
like another door over to the left. And again, sorry, it's not on your map, but you have to use the theater of the mind. And um, so you get over to the left and there is a, a door that leads to a stairway that appears to go down into this courtyard. And okay. so I've done too much talking. What do you guys do? <laughs> That's a lot of running. There's a lot of running. So we're in a courtyard? Or is uh, the door to it? Yep, the door. You can take the stairs down into the courtyard. And that okay, will wrap so around. The gatehouse is on the other side of the courtyard? Uh, it would be straight ahead from where you saw Redthorn, uh, who was pinned down. So I guess he thinks that you can sneak around these guys through the courtyard and get behind them and make it to the gatehouse before the soldiers arrive. What soldiers? You don't know. Okay. So we're going to try to sneak across the courtyard then. Okay. That's good. Let's go. So you guys get out there. Is there something in the courtyard itself that I could, I don't know, set ablaze as a distraction? Uh, possibly. Something that's, oh, I don't know, no more than 60 feet away? <laughs> um, well, you uh, you get into the, the courtyard, and there, there are a series of uh, stairs, um, little landings, um, as this winds down, as the main fortress kind of goes down towards the courtyard into the gatehouse. So you don't see any of the men, but they're up there hiding behind, you know, one of the, you know, balustrades opposite Redthorn, um, sh- you know, shooting at him occasionally with crossbows. You can occasionally hear the thwack of uh, crossbow string and uh, letting fly. And you get around and you manage to um, fairly easily uh, sneak around and come to what you believe is the gatehouse, which you should now see on your map. Oh, that was easy. Yeah. Piece of cake. Redthorn knows what he's doing. So So those stairs go up to into the gatehouse? There appears to be... uh, a two-story gatehouse, and these stairs go somewhere. Uh, there's a door there. Is it open? Um, do you want to check? But it's not sitting open. It's not sitting open. Okay. Definitely not. I'll go running up to the door. Okay. So you run up to the door, and you uh, check it. It is locked, and it looks like a very <coughs> stout door. Well, we have two rings of keys. Yeah, I will. I will bring out the keys and start trying, trying the keys. Trying the keys. Okay, you can try the keys, and as you're doing that, you hear some sounds of, uh, you know, sounds like animals. Uh, over to your right. Oh, Kolsho, take the keys, and then and then, <laughs> or I will will look for what animals there are in the. the yeah, I'll are, take the keys and keep trying them. Okay, so Thora wanders off and uh, off to the right, and eventually she will come to kind of the uh, the back uh, side of the gatehouse, and you see 
kind of a larger opening and there are a pair of mules uh, standing there looking very patient um, and they're just kind of hanging out and they're strapped in, harnessed into a rope that goes up to some kind of chain and that chain is around some kind of mechanism that disappears up into the uh, upper level of this gatehouse. Using my newly found power of beast speech, I will converse <laughs> with the mules. All right. So the the mules are very surprised to be talking to uh, to a two legged thing. Greetings, yeah. friends. Uh, <laughs> and they they greet you back. I'm not going to do a mule voice. Oh, I'm sorry. On. Oh, Everybody wants Greetings. to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a meal sounds like. All right. Um, what what do you do here? Uh, they tell you that uh, uh, their their job is to, you know, I guess lift. They go back and forth. They raise and lower the drawbridge. Oh, can can you please raise for me? Um, they you see them strain. You know, uh, against the harness, and they, you know, really put a, some effort. And you see the muscles in their, uh, you know, uh, bodies, you know, tense up, and they're straining, and nothing seems to happen. What's stopping? Um, Do they know? They kind of look up towards the where the chain disappears into the upper level of the gatehouse. Ah, we will go fix that for you. Okay. Okay. I'll run back to the group and let them know. And by that point, Kulsho has tried every key like five times. Nothing seems to work. Oh, I, So I don't think we have the keys to this place. Ugh. Well, let's give something else a shot here. Yeah, what else do you guys have? I kind of just tap him on the hip because that's where I would tap somebody on, on the shoulder. <laughs> I'll step out of the way and wander around the other side of the gatehouse. All right. All right. Get my... So you're going off to the right as well, Call Show, or what are you doing? Well, to the left. So she ran over to talk to the mules. What's it looks like you can go around this other side. Uh yeah. You end up uh, going around and finding the wall, the outer wall. Um, but that's pretty much all that's there. So it looks like this is the door in. Uh uh-huh. yep. You think this is the gatehouse, the main way into this fortress. Is that nineteen? 19. Bjorn, you have talents I didn't realize. Yeah. I would be impressed. in my life. (laughs) All right. Um, You're not the only one with secrets around here. What secrets? Well, you've Mm. clearly learned how to survive. I'll have to tell you about the theology of Ilo. (laughs) Can we just open the door? Don't get them started. Open the door. Um... So you I'm try on it. and you're working and it's, you know, you thought you had it for a second and it just kind of, you know. Look, you, you got to have your chat with the mules. So, you know, you can let us <laughs> chat too. Okay. <laughs> Nothing no happens. Success. No luck. How tall is this wall? Uh, it's about uh, 25, 30 feet. Best guess. So the chain, the chain that went up, does it, is the opening at the top large enough for somebody to enter? Where the chain goes in. Um, You uh, did see, as you were looking up, 
at this chain, you did see that there appeared to be some kind of hatchway, like directly oh. above where, uh, basically where the, the mules were standing. Um, um, you think maybe whoever was up there could, you know, open that up and peer down and check to see, you know, if the person down below is doing their job, getting the mules to raise or lower the drawbridge. But yeah, there seemed to be some kind of hatchway. Not a lot of room around where the chain itself went up into okay. the second level. But we have a potion of climbing. Exactly. Yeah. You also got another potion too. I can't remember what that was. Gaseous form. Gaseous ah, form. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. I can climb the chain. Okay. So Do you want the potion. <laughs> without the potion. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure exactly how difficult this is. Um, like a chain with a wall to brace a brace on. There, the where the hatchway is, the chain is kind of far away from that. Um, but where the hatchway is, you do see that the there, the stone is rough enough where you might be able to, uh, with the aid of this potion, you might be able to find handholds, get up there, and kind of uh, reach over to the hatch itself and maybe get it open. You can give that a shot. Want to try? Sure. We, we all stand there looking at each other awkwardly. <laughs> uh, so this potion will help me climb better? Uh, yeah. yeah. So we're over by the mules? Or yeah. where are we? Yeah, right? we're going to go over by the mules. You're going to tell us about that, I suppose? Or just, yeah. just going to let Some him Very friendly out. mules over this way. They are very friendly. Oh, these are huge. They would be huge to you, wouldn't they? Yeah. All right. So, Kulsho is going to drink the potion. Yeah, whoever has it. I will hand the potion to you. I will quaff it. It's actually down here. I don't know if you see that. That's where the mules are. No. Where? Oh. Oh, I see. Little heads poking out at the end there. Gotcha. Okay. You're over by their pen area where they hang out and eat hay and other stuff, I suppose. So what does the potion do for me? Um, it will aid you on your um, uh, athletics checks that you will need to make to get up there. I Is can't it just remember. advantage on climbing or something? Yeah, something like that. Let's go with that until I hear, hear yeah. what... Uh, Bjorn says about that. Um, so you can try to start climbing. And the first part is pretty pretty straightforward. Maybe don't even need the potion for it. Some rougher stone. Um, you can start climbing. It's advantage. Yeah. Is it, it gives you advantage. Perfect. All right. That will be a... You said just athletics? Mm-hmm. Yes. A 21. Great. So you make it about halfway up the wall, and I'm going to ask you to roll another one. It will be a 21. Okay. Well, you're doing doing pretty well. So you make it uh, the other half of the way, and you're basically at the top uh, where the, the floor uh, or the ceiling above you meets the wall that you're climbing up. Um, it's kind of a leap to this hatch, and you see... There is like an iron rung uh, next to the hatch itself and then another one on the hatch. So you're going to have to try to 
roll athletics again and make a leap and try to catch one of those things. You can do it. Go, go. A 22. Wow. So you're making this look easy. It's Very athletic. Um, so you leap across and you manage to uh, grab on to the first iron ring. And you're kind of swinging there, and everyone below you is very, very impressed. And uh, you uh, you can now reach up and grab the the second iron ring, and you know maybe if you turn that pushed up, maybe that would open up. I will try to open it up. All right. So it's uh, you know hasn't been used a whole lot, but you're a strong, healthy young guy. And you give it a mighty twist with your free arm and uh, you hear the latch mechanism kind of, uh, you know, reluctantly give on the other side and push the door open. And it looks like you can, you know, crawl on in. I will do so. Okay. So you are now inside of the uh, second level of the gatehouse. And I don't know what you're going to do from there. I Well, I guess immediately, what do I see? Do I see any, any people? Um, I don't think you can see anyone, but you definitely hear noise. You hear banging, um, like someone frantically knocking on wood um, on the other side of this room that you're now in. Okay. Um I will look back down at the rest of them and do you want, I'll, I'll try to project my whisper. Do you, <laughs> do you want to climb up? I can lower a rope. Okay. You, I assume you guys hear that? You have an answer for him? Are we okay? I'll set him back telepathically. Yep. Go ahead. Do that. All right. I'll fish out my rope and I'll tie it to uh, the ring and then drop it down. Okay. Perfect. So you uh, fasten your rope to the iron ring. And you drop the rope down. Now the others can can climb up. Um, I'll have you roll athletics just quickly and make sure nobody totally blows it. Flora is nervous. <laughs> oh, with good reason. Nine. Nine. Okay. Well, you take a little bit longer, but you'll make a it. 17. 19. Well, you guys scramble right up there. So while they're while they're doing that, it's tough climbing a rope so you, with goats. So you said there's a door in this room that somebody's knocking on. Uh, that's what it sounded like. You couldn't see exactly. I don't think. Um, but maybe those of you with the better vision will be able to see um, that across the room. You see a kind of another table set up, um, some chairs. Uh, there appears to be. Um, a door directly opposite you and there is a uh, looks like a um, could be one of uh, uh, the men that came with Larchwood to the Overlook Inn Uh, looks vaguely familiar but definitely dressed like one of those uh, soldiers that you originally ran into Um who uh, tried to uh, grab the lady falling water. He's in this room. He's in this room and he is banging frantically on this door. Um, Like he's trying to get out of this room. Yes. He's those of you that could see him 
you know, he's looking back at you and then he's like banging even more frantically on the door and nothing else is happening. So he's seen us now. Yep. Okay. Um, I'll stride over to him as I draw my sword. Excuse me. Okay. So you, uh, stride across and he looks, I mean, he is absolutely petrified and he starts to whimper as, uh, you get closer um, but then sort of like a cornered animal, he turns and draws his uh, sword. Oh, don't do that. I just want the dock. Can you stop the banging? <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, no. Uh, let me in. Let me in. And he's kind of trying to still shout uh, back to get help to open the door. Um, but he's he's definitely like waving his sword around now. Um, so you guys can roll initiative. You gave him a chance, you know. I guess. There we go. <laughs> All righty. Um, so can you see your own people, or your own numbers on the turn mm-hmm. order? Okay. Oh. No. No, 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 no turn that's order not there. Up. Well, we'll reset it then, and we'll try to do that. Okay. And let's see. So Thora. Is up now. What did you get, Thora? Seven. Seven. Hmm. Okay. We'll do uh, Bjorn next. One D1. Wow. wow. Oh, it's going to get better. <laughs> Only gets better. Okay. And Cull Show. 13. And our friend, Aleron. Ten. Ten. Not too bad. Not too great. Not too great. But when you're going up against a guy who just got a six, doesn't seem too bad. Uh, What did you get again, Thora? Seven. Seven. Did not save that for some reason. Okay. Okay. Everyone's in order. Does that look correct to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so he's standing there waving his sword, and uh, Bjorn, you're going to be the first to react to this. Obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm going to step a little bit to the side here and say, oh, buddy, I wish you hadn't done that now. We gave you a <laughs> shot. He's so, just kind of... And I'm going to fire off my bow. And that's a 20 to hit. 20 to hit. Yes, that will do it. I only hurt him with six points of damage. Six points of damage. Teach him a lesson. He takes one of your cutesy, tiny little arrows right in the shoulder, and he backs up against the door, and he looks looks a little stunned, and even, if possible, even more frantic now. And he starts to, like, with his free hand, bang, you know, against the door behind him and still waving his sword with his other hand, Um, but obviously uh, injured and uh, very scared. And it is Cull Show's turn. So I was thinking about disarming him. Okay. Um, I wasn't actually sure how to do that. Uh, that's a good question. You probably have to grapple him. Yeah. So that's a, you know. Grapple check. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I was looking at maneuvers, but it's I was trying to see if you had to have a feat for it. I don't think so. I, I thought think... grapple was a feat, actually. Yeah. 
you can grapple someone. It's just I think grappling gives you certain advantages. Oh. So I think uh, the disarm attempt would be kind of a contest. Your attack roll uh, versus his strength or dexterity. Uh, something like that. So do you still want to try that out? Well, I was, I was toying, toying, you know, over that, I guess, idea, but now that he's got an arrow in him, I guess I'm just more inclined to cover the ground and finish it off. All right. Well, straight to the point. I like it. Uh, yeah. What do you do? So <laughs> that you will charge be in. a 14 to hit. 14 to hit. It does not hit. Oh, no. Yeah. So he's uh, uh, he's still frantically uh, uh, beating on the door behind him, waving his sword around wildly, and he somehow manages to avoid your attack and all of that uh, activity that he's got going on there. And uh, it is now Aileron's turn. So the chain, do we see where the chain comes in? Uh, not here. No, not it's in actually room. the floor below. Uh, yes, you could see it from below, um, but it's, but it's you're not guessing in it's room. in the next room, whatever door he's banging on there. Oh, okay. It's, it's in that room. Okay. Well, then I will uh, call the shadows to bite him. Bite away. Dexterity check. And he fails that. Okay. So that'd be six points of damage. Six points of damage. So Cull Show charged in, uh, manages to only uh, uh, scare him a little bit more. And just then your shadows you know, rise up from, from seemingly nowhere and start nipping at him. And he starts screaming. And eventually uh, his screams subside because he's dead. Oh, that is very unnerving. <laughs> You should fear what you don't see more than that which you do. That is even more unnerving. <laughs> uh, yeah, good job, Alron. There, uh, taking that guy out with those shadows. Too bad he missed his uh, Dex save there. Um, so now you've got a body slumped down in front of this door, um, and uh, you can see his knuckles are uh, red from pounding on it so forcefully. Is this the only door out of the room? Yeah, appears to be the only door. Or no, there's a door to your left to get out. Uh, but this is another door that goes deeper into the gatehouse. To get out. Okay. I'll go over I'm, I'll go check the other door real quick. Okay. So that would be over to your left. And you see it's another uh not quite as uh heavy looking door. Um, it's barred from this side. You could, I'll toss aside the bar. Okay. So you, uh, take the bar off, uh, open the door and you see a stairway that kind of goes down to uh, another landing. Ah, okay. That's the way out. That's the way, that's the door that we couldn't get into. Correct. Well, Bjorn, you seem pretty handy with those picks. You don't want to try the keys? We did, they didn't work for the other one, right? Yeah. No, they didn't. All right, let me take Seems pretty unlikely. I step over the dead body. And this doesn't look as uh, like uh, heavy duty a, a door yeah. as the outer one. That was only a 15. 
15. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will say that you uh, uh, almost did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard a click. You felt it. Uh, thought like you almost had it. Uh, maybe you could give it another shot. Sure. One more time. Okay, much. That's going to be a 19. All right. So you fumble around in there again. You can feel the tumblers, you know, giving away. Oh, you're so good at this. Just, you know, <laughs> you're starting to starting to feel it. And uh, you hear the click and the door is now unlocked. So good. Well, there you go. All right. Unlocked door. You're a handy little man. <laughs> handy man. Oh, you just don't know. the beginning. That's the beginning of it. Right? So you're going to stomp all over this corpse here. Uh, I'll yeah. toss him aside. Uh, all right. Check his body really quick. While he's... Oh, 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 before you toss him aside. Oh, what are you going to do? Check just, his... Just loot him? his pockets. Yeah. Uh, so you do manage to find three gold pieces worth of loot on this very scared, now dead oh. guard. And as you look closer at him, he definitely was one of the one of the people that uh, uh, came in that uh, left with uh, Larchwood, mm. and um, you know, so you don't feel so bad. Yeah, Thoreau will look over at the the body of the dead guard, and then back at Colshow and say, "What? Well, what do you say? Uh, bad choices." <laughs> Bad choices. <laughs> poor life choices. Ah, oh, yes. Poor life choices. Uh, I'm going to open this door now. All right. So you go in and you get attacked. Um, And uh, it's uh, kind of a surprise round for them. And uh, two, you see uh, two, uh, two guys kind of poking their heads up above. Uh, one has uh, bales of hay uh, piled on top of each other and is standing uh, at the ready with a crossbow that he just let fly in your direction. The other one is standing behind uh, some sacks of, you know, what could be wheat or barley or something. Hey, calm down. We just took care of that guy. You don't have to worry about him anymore. <laughs> um, they appear to be the sort of uh, ruffians that you encountered earlier, the householders. And uh, there's a large man standing right in front of this apparatus uh, that uh, is uh, where the chain comes in. And it looks to be some kind of locking mechanism that locks the chain in place and doesn't allow the mules to raise or lower it. Um, And so it's just kind of stuck. And he's standing there. And I don't know if you can see the names on your things now. see. Crossbowman 1 and Crossbowman 2. Right. So right. you can tell them apart now. Um, but the man right in front of you. Bo and Luke. <laughs> Bo and Luke Duke. Um, you know, is a larger, uh, uh, not so much tall, but, you know, beefier. Uh, so boss hog. Yeah. <laughs> looking guy, white suit. Um, <laughs> he's, got real, he's got barbecue sauce all <laughs> yeah. over his face barbecue sauce big napkin hanging out in the front um no he's standing there and we he's, just dated ourselves by the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he's got a big grin toothy grin like one gold tooth um looking at you as you come through the door and cull show crossbowman one takes a shot at you when you come in and he uh gets a 21 oh 
I try to get the shield up, but not in time. Uh, and he doesn't do a whole lot, I don't think. Let's see. That would be three damage to you. And um, so you take a crossbow. That's alarming coming <laughs> in the door. What a greeting. Um, crossbowman two is going to let fly as well. And I'm guessing a 14 doesn't do anything to no. you. Okay, so a bolt flies wide, whizzes through your uh, luscious locks uh, and <laughs> sticks into the wall behind you. Um, and the other guy is just going to, he's going to stay put. He's just kind of laughing, seems very cocky. Now um, the middle guy, he, so he's adjacent to me. He's not behind cover. Uh, he's not behind cover. Well, actually, hes I think he's going to attack. You're right in his grill, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to take an attack. And that is a 16. No. And a 17. No. How many attacks does he get? He gets three. What? What? Oh, but he misses on all three. He gets two attacks. He has a scimitar in one hand and a dagger in the other hand. Um, And he swings at you twice with the scimitar with this big grin on his face. Uh, and maybe he's just showing off. Maybe he's just that cocky right now. It's my um, fine pairing. It <laughs> could be. And he then he takes a lunge at you with his dagger in his offhand and misses with that too. But maybe it was just kind of a flourish to you know show you what you're up against. Well, but that was rude. Misses everything. Um, and we'll go back to our original order, I guess, rather than roll for it. But uh, um, we'll say. That was the end of their surprise round, and it's Bjorn. All right, so I'm going to, I've got my rapier out because I obviously put there. I'm going to just, no, excuse me, because I can just go right through people and through my defenses here, and I'm going to pop up right. Can I go over the chain spot here? Uh, I think they would get an opportunity attack. Not I mean, if I'm going through their space, not because I can go through my enemy's space. Oh, because I'm smaller than them yeah. as long as they're medium size. And right. I'm not leaving his range right now. You're not. No, you're just so sneaking I'm in behind him. So I'm flank, though. So I can go through, if they're a size larger than me, I can go through um, them and come back to the other side. Now, if I left another 10, left their range, then I would evoke attack of opportunity. But I can go through my enemy's spaces. All right. Because I'm small. And so. But you'd be leaving a threatened square, which is where I'm occupying. Ooh. But there, um, this is a threatened square. This is a threatened square. I checked into this one, so if I'm a halfling, I can go through. You're you're right here, but he. This is a threatening square too. So I'm not really leaving a threatening square because this is still threatening. If I'm sharing a square with him, you crawled so, through his legs and came out the other side. Yep. So I'll have to say that doesn't sound right, but okay. Uh, well, I checked yeah. into it because I wanted to do stuff like this. We'll trust you, and we'll look it up later. Yep. But uh, yeah, we'll say you uh, uh, trust but verify. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go through the other side, just as long as I can be on top of that chain. All right. Right. Is that okay? Yes, there? it's coming up through the okay. floor. So if you're a little person, I would say sure. you would have enough room to stand okay. there. Then I'm going to attack him from the back with my rapier, advantage, and I more than likely miss with a. 13. Uh, you do miss. That's that. All right. So you did all of that weaving and diving and crawling and missed. And call show, though, you're up. Oh. 
Okay. Uh, so do I have advantage now that he's being threatened on the other side? Yep. Mm-hmm. I will look menacing and thrust my sword into him. That will be a 19. And that will hit. For three damage. Yay. And he laughs at you. You take a swipe at him and he looks down and he just kind of laughs. And, you know, he looks very, very jolly about this whole thing. Um, And now it's Alaron's turn. Wipe that smirk off his face, Alaron. Okay, I'm going to raise my hand and summon shadows to it and throw them at the grinning fool. All right. And Let's I need see, a that would dex be, save. Do nope, I? nope. This, this one. Is something else. This is something else. So I'm rolling to hit, and I get a twenty-one to hit him. That will hit. And that's going to do forty-six radiant damage. Let's see if I can roll all ones. <laughs> no, but that's only eight points of damage. Eight points. Forty-six. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. First level spell. That's crazy. That seems unfair. Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so he's he's not not chuckling after that anymore. He seems he seems a little a little alarmed to all of a sudden be be hit by uh, shadowy whatever you threw at him. Um, but it is now Thora's turn. All right. So I can do a bonus action and then a normal action. Yes. Okay. So then I'm going to start with um, a bonus action of casting hex on the middle guy all right the big guy the big guy and just like yeah and and then point at him menacingly and say pox upon you um so tell us about hex so with the hex i'm basically putting a curse on that person Mm -hmm. um and then it deals an extra 1d6 necrotic damage whenever i hit it with an attack um plus then uh, I get to choose one ability score and that target has disadvantage on ability checks made with that chosen ability. Wow, that's pretty brutal. If it goes to zero and it lasts for an hour, so if this target goes to zero before the spell ends, then I can um, move it to a new target. All right. So uh, I'm choosing dexterity Okay. As, as for him to get disadvantage. And Sounds then, like a good one. Then I'm going to create a bonfire on his spot. <laughs> All right. I like it. <laughs> he has to do a dex save. So, yep, that's a dex save. All or right. Take 1d8 fire damage, and, and he has disadvantage on dex. Uh, oh, and he rolled a one yes. on one of his rolls. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So he takes 1d8. Yep. Nice. Eight. 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 Oh my gosh. So he, he must have thrown the best parties back on the flames. Floor. Yeah. Uh he's uh, dancing around now, pants on fire, <laughs> pants on fire. Um and uh yeah, he's he's not not as jolly as he was just a few uh, short seconds ago. Um and, but it is their turn now. And the first crossbowman is going to uh turn and shoot at this little, you know, little uh, shaver over here that crawled through and managed to set up camp behind. I don't need to crawl. 
Okay. <laughs> just walk. Just okay. Walk. Just walk. Uh, so that would be a 17. It hits. All right. So that would be four points of damage on our friend Bjorn. And I will make a note of that on you. So you have some damage now. Join the club. And Crosswoman 2 is still going to uh, aim at uh, the big barbarian standing there and get a 14, which does nothing. Nothing. But uh, the now uh, pantsless guy in front of you um, is going to attack. First attack. It's a total miss. Another total miss. Wow. And then a 21. Ugh. And is that with the dagger? That is with the dagger, which is good for you. So that is five points of damage to wow. Hull Show. It's a good dagger. I'll keep that when this is over. <laughs> um, and that is their turn. I wish I could roll better. Well, and and according to Create Bonfire, um, if a target or if somebody ends its turn on a space with the fire, then they take the damage again. The same damage, or you roll for it again? Um. I, I guess I roll for it again. All right. Yeah, roll for it. Oh, you still have to, you, but you do get another saving throw. Oh, okay, perfect. And I, I have disadvantage. Yeah. So that would be a 13 and a yeah, 13. How do I know? Your DC is your, your spell DC. Where is my spell DC? Maybe in your spell page or spell page. Yeah, what would your DC be? It would be your it's it's your proficiency, so two plus eight plus your ability 14. modifier. Oh, it, it's fourteen. Ah, so roll your damage. Oh, oh, sorry. Six. Six. Oh, that hurts. Good. Ah, uh, that really hurts. Um, so Bjorn. Oh, for crying out loud! So I'm going to put. Uh, Hunter's Mark is my bonus action on him. All right. So I get some extra damage. Let's see here. What do you... Uh, I'm going to attack with my rapier again, and then I've got a 26 to hit. That'll do it. And that's uh, 14 points of damage. Oh, my gosh. Yes. How did that happen? A hunter's mark, I get a D1D6 extra yeah, damage. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That put a dent in him. All right. He's, he's you know, definitely taking some wounds, missing some pants. All his leg hair is singed off. Um, so he's not a happy camper. Um, Cull Show, you're up. That'll be a 22 to hit him. That'll do. Or five damage. Five. Uh, he's starting to kind of grimace now and seems to be angry. And Aleron, you're up. Chipping away at this guy. Yeah, I think I'll call the shadows to my hand again and throw the bolt. All right. Oh, only a nine. Uh, Goes oh, wide. Do it. Goes flying by and hits the back wall. Um, Thora, you're up. Uh, so 
now that he's burning and hexed, I'm going to, I will try and uh, blast him. And so I will gesture and and tell him, die. <laughs> All right. It's getting real over here with the oh, farm girl. That's yeah. Not great. Uh, that is a 10. 10 will not do it sad so that goes wide too and uh yeah she doesn't just say no anymore she's she's in for it moved on to die (laughs) die (laughs) immediately die uh so it is their turn crossbowman one firing at uh the little guy and that gets a 14 that's a miss that is a miss crossbowman two is still fixated on this barbarian and that is a 24. Oh, no. Jeez. My, my. Oh, four, three damage. Okay. I get all excited, and then it's like something something lame like that. But, yeah, a little bit at a time. And the big guy, he's going to take a swing at you, and that is 18. Doesn't do it. But that's a 24. Oh. With the scimitar... Ouch. So this might hurt. Yeah. That might hurt a little bit. So that's six damage. Ouch. And yeah, getting to be in rough shape too. It's, a uh, bit. it's getting pretty painful here. And totally misses on his dagger. Um, so you managed to make it another round going toe to toe with this guy called Show. And it is. It is time for him to burn. <laughs> Bjorn's turn. No, no, he, the, he, he yeah, no, like, Bjorn sounds like burn, but he's got to, <laughs> to roll his deck. To save. He's save. still standing yeah. in the fire. Fire. He lost his pants. He's not very wise. I mean, he's just no hanging out there. Yeah, but it doesn't look like he can really. Yeah, he's kind of trapped much. between things. Well, yeah. whose fault is that? Um. So seventeen, he makes his deck save. Uh, uh. So wait, is that that's still half, right? Oh, no, it's not. He, he totally makes it. Totally All makes right. it. Okay. All right. One more time with that rapier. Bjorn. A natural 20. No. There we go. Oh, this isn't going to be good. Okay. So let's... let's see what you get here. Might be adding things up for a while. 13 points of damage. 13. Still good. Yeah. That's, that's no, nothing to laugh at there. So you uh, get him again with your rapier, and he's he's bleeding from those those strikes, and you can see the blood trickling down his hairless legs, and uh, <laughs> making a nice puddle on the floor. And he's he's really hurt now; um, he's just barely hanging on. Uh, Call show. Let's see what you can do. I'm gonna try to finish him. Come on, buddy. I also got a twenty. Nice. Are you kidding? Nope. Ah. Uh, Let's see if I can roll something besides two ones. All right. Oh, <laughs> no. Or, or you could or roll, two ones. roll oh, two, two ones again. That is awesome. For four. <laughs> four is, damage. It is time for some dice shaming, I believe. <laughs> that is awesome. Those are my only D8s left to dig out of my, my bag. <laughs> okay, so he's wow. hanging in there. Um, you, uh, managed to land your, your hit and it was a good hit, but you just maybe didn't, uh, give it enough, uh, elbow yeah, grease there. Apparently I'm getting a little bit woozy from all those damage. Yeah, I could be, uh, Alaron. 
Well, all that light creates shadows, so I'm going to call those shadows that the bonfire is creating to come and nip at his hairless, bloodied legs. Okay, is this the one I get a dex save yes, on? Yes, it is. And I have to roll that twice. Yep. And he misses, of course, yes. thanks to that. And that would be 10 points of damage. Oh, my gosh. So your shadows rise up again and start swirling around his legs that are still smoldering and uh, start nipping at him. And he starts screaming and dancing around and they crawl up his body and just kind of engulf him in this dark shadowy form. And then when they dissipate, he falls to the ground and dead in the bonfire. In the bonfire. So, yeah, the smell is not great. Yeah, not, no, not great. Um, but, yeah, you managed to take him down. Now you just have a couple of uh, now very scared crossbowmen um, left to deal with. And Thora, you'll get a chance. So as my bonus action, I'm going to transfer the hex to crossbow man number two. All right. And I, I will choose dexterity again. On crossbowman number two. Mm-hmm. Great. And then I'm going to create a bonfire on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cantrips, cantrips. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so I have to, uh, that would be a 13, which does not make it, right? Right. So that's it. I mean, and that's less than that. Yeah. So uh, he does not make it. So roll right. your damage. Seven. Seven damage. So that really does hurt him. And uh, he's dancing around, pants on fire, and uh, looks very hurt now. It's uh, some severe burns he's taken. And it is now their turn. Um, So crossbow number one is going to uh, continue firing at the little, little guy. And that will be a 22. That's a hit. And ooh, ooh, that is six damage. That's all you got. So that hurt. <laughs> um, crossman number two is going to wisely move out of the fire, I hope. Um, and then he's going to take a shot. Uh, at uh, Call Show again. And 19? Uh, I cut it on the shield. It's good because I'm... Gosh, yeah. I'm not doing well here. So he misses. It just clangs away against your shield. and uh, now, But at least he's not on fire, right? If you're doing a dexterity... He, he's not in the fire anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when he's in the dex- when he's in the fire, if he shoots, he his attack bonus goes down. Because it's a dexterity range throw, a ranged attack. Oh well, no, the the hex is independent of the fire. So so every is time a range, a dex, is it a dexterity check or is it? I think it's just skill check. Just skill oh, check. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, it doesn't affect his attacks. All right, I think that's the way it is. Um, yeah, it says ability checks. Okay, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's fine. It's good to get those things cleared up. Um, so that was their turn, and. Bjorn, you're up. As my bonus action, I'm going to move that hunter's mark over to crossbow and one. I'm going to step up five feet with my rapier and attack him. And that is a one. So it is a miss. Mm, a miss. 
Amish. So you do miss him, mm-hmm. uh, but now you're close enough to do damage. Maybe next yeah, time around. He's going to really not be able to hit me unless he hits me. Yeah. Um, so, Cull Show, you're next. I'm going to rush up to Cop Crespin 2, right up in front of him. Okay. And let's see if we can do this. That's only a 10. A 10 will not do it. Um, but you're there. You're in striking range now. Uh, Aleron, you're on fire lately. Not literally like these guys, but... No, I'd prefer not to be. Thanks. I'll move up 10 feet and uh, call the shadows on the guy Bjorn is facing. All right. Crossbowman one. And... He does not make his deck save, so shadow away. So we're looking at seven points of damage for him. Seven points of damage. So same sort of thing. Shadows swirl up around him, and he is very hurt after that. And Thora. Uh, Thora will uh, step up next to Alron. All right. And I assume you're going after number two there. Yep, I will... um... Uh, blast number two and die. She really wants to kill somebody now. Oh, that that should do it. That's a twenty-three. Wow! Yeah, that hits. Okay, you're coming along nicely. And the <laughs> descent into darkness here. <laughs> oh, so that's a deed. The darkness protects us. There we go. Uh, that is. Oh, oh! I forgot. I almost forgot. Um, that is 11 damage oh. plus 1d6 necrotic. Necrotic. Three. Three. Wow. So, so 14. Your uh, Eldritch Blast like hits him and he goes flying back against the wall and hits his head and you hear kind of a, a wet you know, splat when his head, head hits the stone behind him. Like a ripe watermelon on like the farm. Like a ripe watermelon on the farm. You are a spooky chick. <laughs> <laughs> I will look over at her slightly aghast and slightly impressed. (laughs) So, and he slumps down and you can see like a bloody mark kind of uh, down as his head slides down the stone behind him. And he is, he's dead. Good job. Um, So just crossbowman number one left and it's his turn. And uh, geez, what should he do? What would I do in this situation? Surrender. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shot at the guy who I think maybe did something to me with these shadows because that was kind of freaky. So he's going to take a shot at you, Aleron. And does a 14 do it? No, it will not. Oh, bummer. The shadows protect me. Yeah. This time, this time. Uh, Bjorn, your turn. I totally forgot. I rolled a one last time, but I get to reroll ones, but. Learning new oh, races. That's right. yeah. Learning new races. Anyways, uh, same thing. He is marked, and let's try this again. That's a uh, 15. That'll hit. It will hit. It will hit. It will hit. And that's 15 points of damage. Wow. Jeez. Little needle. Little needle just right goes right up through his leg must have uh, severed some very important uh, artery there and blood comes pouring down his leg and he grabs for it briefly and then slumps to his knees stares blankly 
up at up at you. Well, I guess he's <laughs> eye to eye at this point, right? And falls back onto the floor. And he's dead. Good job. Oh. Yay. Yay. More dead people. Gotta know where those people. arteries are. Healer. <laughs> Heals. So um I'm, yeah, let's uh I'll rush up to Paul Show and say I think he needs help. I've taken a couple uh, small cuts. Yeah, I'm a, I'm beat up a little bit too, but I think uh Cole Show, I'll hand you my last potion of healing. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take the the three other berries I have. It's something. What is the how much does the potion heal? So the potion is one D four plus no, it's better than that actually. Oh. It's two D four plus two. two. Nice. Oh. So you tell me what look, you're look, at look, there, look, Cole look, Show. Look. Um, so I got back eight. Do you want to do, uh, we could do Mac. Well, uh, yeah, the max out of, out of combat. combat. I think we said that. Yeah. Oh, previous yeah. nice. episode. Then I will get back 10, 10. Um, so, so I'm going to go over to this chain in this lever cause we're supposed to get these, yes. these down. So I'm going so to try to dislodge or whatever it is that get this, gets the chain. Well, All right. We want to, so is the gate open? Uh, the the drawbridge is down. The we gate is it. up. We so want to remove you're the block. wide open. Right. Yeah. Um, as Bjorn approaches, uh, he can kind of see through. There's there's like a uh, not a window, but you can see through the the bars of the the portcullis uh, down, and you see a path uh, down below, and you see what you believe to be uh, Larchwood, uh, who is talking very animatedly to. Uh, someone at the head of a long column of soldiers, some mounted men, some walking, and he is gesturing back, you know, looks like he's trying to get them to hurry up. Yeah. Um, and so we need to close this. Yeah, I'm going to basically say that, hey, hey large one's down there. We got to close this gate. Someone help me. You go tell the mules uh, to yes, move. I will run um, to call down to the mules and to tell them to and the rest of us will pull on the block yeah all right so you pull on the the block here that the, the locking mechanism thora runs back to the hatch and she uh communicates with the mules like only she can i want to hear you bray come on <laughs> <laughs> oh no they, i don't have to make their noises they just can understand they me. understand you they can understand oh, me. okay i thought and, it was beast uh, speech but, you know. So as you guys are standing there and you're seeing this this column of soldiers with Larchwood at their head now uh, uh, racing up this mountain path, um, you see the the chains start to move and kind of clank, 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 and a little bit faster, and the drawbridge starts to raise up, and uh, you see there's another lever over there that you uh, think you could. Uh, hit and maybe send the portcullis down hit that lever right so you uh get that lever and the portcullis goes you know crashing down and the drawbridge is up after a few moments uh, can uh, you can you hit larchwood from here i I guess you probably can't see him with the drawbridge up Uh, now yeah the drawbridge would cover your your line of sight but uh the fortress is protected Oh, just in the nick of time. And now it's the 
four of us to hold it. The four of you to hold it. <laughs> Don't forget the scribes. No. <laughs> we are yeah. second level. <laughs> well, and no, I mean. Um, we have. Uh, uh, you have Red Thorn Red and Thorn his and uh, gang. Hopefully here. they've uh, cleaned up, but uh, I think you'll have to wait until next time to find <gasps> oh, out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. But what you do did not know is you just felled the mighty Dagbar. No, oh, that was Dagbar. And got revenge for Dobbs and uh, Marin. And uh, so, yeah, maybe say a little. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking at the time. Down with Dagbar. <laughs> I am glad he burned. He's yeah. a fierce opponent, but not fierce enough. So he has a couple of cool things, but we'll talk about that next time. Okay. And uh, until then. Uh, have fun thinking about this thank you thank you for listening we hope you're enjoying our adventure to show your support for this podcast please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app also be sure to check us out at dungeonpatrol.com